intro first. Podcast second. <laughs> intro first and then podcast. We did. Do you remember? We did this a long time. Not that it long. It wasn't ago. that long. Your your long is like Stevie's long time ago, two weeks ago or something. Yeah, forever ago. <laughs> we did this where we're introducing the episode, so we and it worked. It did work. <laughs> we're recording the intro before we actually record the episode. Who knows if it'll work a second time? It will. You think? It will. Let's see what happens. I've decided it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The month of December is upon us, and you are listening to the Energies Love Podcast. You have the opportunity to save 10% at the Energy is Love podcast gift shop store online that doesn't exist. Oh. Just enter in promo code Energy is Love and save on your Energy is Love coffee mugs. Maybe we should do that. We totally need coffee mugs. That's so cool. We should totally need. Co- I love coffee mugs. <gasps> Let's do that. If I want to we... do that. Okay. We're doing it. I'm going to have one. If you guys want to buy one, cool, but I'm definitely going to have some. Just to be clear, there is no. Uh, shop online where you can buy coffee mugs yet but in the future next christmas there will be a 20 now it's out there (laughs) there'll be a promo code for the holidays and you'll find it at energieslovepodcast.com i'm super excited about this actually we need to do it (laughs) i've got my cake cricket downstairs i'm going to convert it we're going to make this happen they're going to be homemade i just need i need a pottery class Oh god, okay. that would be so awesome right, if you go. start throwing throwing mugs, <laughs> making some pots, some pottery mugs. But folks, you're listening to the Energy Love Podcast, and this is episode 171. When's it coming out? Um, Pre or post Christmas? It's going to be before Christmas. It's yeah. next week. Well, then, are you ready for Christmas? I'm, no anxiety. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We probably will talk about Christmas on this podcast episode that you're about to listen to and some other highly... uh, Or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or all the things. All the things. I don't... I want to be inclusive. Yes. I don't know all the things, but I honor all of you. There you go. And um, yeah, good luck. This is going to be a fun episode you're about to listen to and sit back and relax and enjoy because we have no fucking idea what is coming up next. Here we go. You're listening to the Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is the love podcast. The Energy is Love podcast. Energy is love. The Energy is Love podcast. The podcast for the universe. The Energy is Love podcast. Do you have to check something now? I just wanted to see a response from a client confirming their appointments. So let me respond. For those of you that may just be tuning into the very first episode of the podcast that you've ever listened to, Stephanie is a licensed massage therapist here in the state of Utah. If you are so inclined, feel free to book an appointment with her at www.energieslovepodcast.com. Is it a thing? Is it on there? I think you're listed under sponsors up top. You totally are. That's right. You can go find it there. Click on her and it takes you to a Facebook page and reach out and contact her. It's only local unless uh, you want to pay to bring her to wherever you're at. Brandy. Brandy Carlisle. And then she will happily show up and massage. Brandy, you don't even have, like, if you just asked me to, I would do it. Yes. Just saying. You'll get on a plane tomorrow. I, I would probably just be able to teleport suddenly. Like, get and on be a there. plane today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the last episode, I don't know if you remember, babe, but no. we were so excited because we were going to be going to yes. Brandy Carlisle's concert here in Salt yes. Lake City. And now we are in mourning. It's okay, though. It was canceled, folks. Rescheduled. Yes, rescheduled. Rescheduled. Canceled is different. 
Brandy was sick. I hope she feels better. She could not make it to the great state of Utah. She did not ask for the tea that we talked about. I could have prevented this. <laughs> and uh, now we don't get to go see her until February of next year. But that's okay. We don't by any means hate her. We just go. <gasps> oh my gosh. It's kind of frustrating. We had a fun date night plan. We 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 did, but I think we still had fun. I don't I don't hold any resentments towards mm. her, so that's why she's gonna ask me to go see because <laughs> she's like Stephanie still loves me. But yeah, we didn't make it. That's it didn't okay. happen. So now next next year next year sure? we're gonna see Brandy twice. I see. Look at that. Yeah, next year is gonna be the year of um, concerts for us. I know. Are you going to throw out there what we're going to do? So our our fans, our, what is it called? Roadies? Is that what it is? Can follow us? Yeah. I don't think we have roadies oh, we for the podcast. They're just waiting for us to go somewhere. Listeners? Well, they're going to follow us. <laughs> like, instead of like Instagram follow, they're going to... They're going to show oh, up. look, there's Greg and Steph. I guarantee there's going to be somebody that listens to the podcast next year. Or not. <laughs> there's definitely somebody going to listen Fingers to the podcast crossed. next year. If everything goes as with plan, we somebody's going to listen next year. Put it out there. The universe will listen. No, somebody will be at those concerts that we're at next year. So if you haven't gotten your tickets to Brandy Carlisle in Salt Lake City, do that. Uh, you'll see us there. You can see us. <laughs> we'll be up on stage performing um, and then get quickly so. tackled by security. It would be so worth it. I would take a tackle to stand next to Brandy. And that then, makes me sound crazy. No, that doesn't make you sound crazy bit. at all, baby. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and then we're going to Alanis uh, Morissette. She just announced she's going on tour next year in conjunction with the 25th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill. I cannot wrap my head. I keep seeing that. I'm like, no, those numbers are incorrect. That means I was it 13 when it came long. out. She was, was one of two first CDs that I got. I think she may have technically been the first CD that I got was Jagged Little Pill. Yeah. Was it? A, yeah. I'm trying to think. CD or tape. What did I have? No, it was CD. It was a CD it for me. CD. And I had a Discman. Yes. I had a Discman. Mm -hmm. Those things, man, you could not dance and listen to it. You had to be careful. Yes. You, you could walk at a very steady pace, which was really easy for me. But we have an amazing trip planned next year mm -hmm. for our fifth year anniversary because Steph and I are going to be married for five years next year. And uh, we're going to see Alanis on Tuesday in Seattle and then on Saturday also in Washington State we are going to see Brandy in conjunction. Cheryl Crow is coming with Brandy. Bam. And... Uh, who else was coming with uh, Alanis? Uh, Garbage is coming with Alanis and Liz Fair. Essentially, everything yes. in life that we love and care about is going to, with the exception of our children, I suppose. But <laughs> you know, just the important things. <laughs> so, tickets for all of those shows are available online at Energy Zone Podcast. <laughs> so, I really hope, like, if you are fans of them, like, hashtag them in this and let them hear the way that we support them. And all we need is, like, we don't need, just give us, like, have them give us a heart or something or a thanks for the support. Can't wait to see you guys. I will melt. Give I will lose heart. it. A heart. I just, just like a heart emoji. Uh, a like cooler a, a on our front porch. That's morbid. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That's. <laughs> But you should go to those shows if you're a fan of our podcasts, and yeah. then we can hang out. That'd be awesome. Maybe. Are we taking gear? I don't know. Oh, I don't think we're so. Gonna, we're going to fly instead yeah, of Yeah, I thought about it. One. We could definitely take our gear and record, but yeah. 
We got lots of other fun things to we do. We do. And if we're driving, a thing, but not for... Yeah. I know, but it's so fun. Um, I have a question. I have an answer. Okay, good. Because I need one. Are you ready? Yes. So you said it's on Tuesday. Yes. You were talking about it being on Wednesday before and us leaving Wednesday. So are we going after the concert or is it actually on Tuesday? Alanis is on Wednesday. You said Tuesday. I know. So it's Wednesday? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's on okay. Wednesday, June something or another. It's the first Wednesday in June. All right. And um, yeah. Okay. I was Definitely. nervous. No. Like, I made like sure. you made plans for Wednesday. I double checked and okay. made sure for everything. Did you make a list? And I have checked it twice. Who's naughty and nice? Bend over and I'll show mm. you. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. I'm very. I'm like. I'm, I'm like. Oh. Let's press plus. Now I can't talk. You. You made my words jumble. Let's press pause for a minute. Uh, I don't think we're going to. I think we're gonna. We're gonna do it live. Do it live. We're oh gonna keep God. recording. Are you guys ready? <laughs> Here we go. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> So, so the snow's melting. Yeah. I'm sad. We had so much snow. Yeah, so now it's gone. It's not all gone, but it's going. And I really liked it. It was so pretty. There was so much snow. Baby, I want to talk about something really important. I, okay. So for the, fa- the fast, for the past several weeks here at the Salazar household, we have been having a very chronic issue that has really only been driving me crazy oh and insane. And oh everybody God, else has been um, oblivious We've adap- to it. We have not been oblivious. We have and just adapted. I'm caring. But <laughs> this has been the literal bane of my existence for probably damn near a month. And what it was was our stupid motherfucking toilet that would not stop running. So what would happen in the middle of nowhere, out of nowhere, the toilet would just, uh, it would just run for 10 seconds, 5 seconds, just real briefly. So clearly there was an issue, right? And after scouring um, my brain for all the plumbing knowledge that I have, as well as online and YouTube and Google. And a few separate attempts. Uh, thanks, babe. Oh, uh, Talking Sorry. about the failed attempts at no. my inability to fix toilets. I was not. I was talking about your you being in the arena. And failure was not a failure. You kept going. You did not let that toilet defeat you. You, you are the victor. So replacing a toilet handle, um, uh, a flapper, flapper. flapper. I had to replace, not had to, but I replaced the flapper. Uh, I did a couple of different things, um, tightening this, uh, trying that, adjusting here, there, and the other. And it just seemed to get worse. I don't know if you realized that. But I don't think it got worse. It was definitely worse. I think it worse. got louder to you. No. Because it, it's it hit that nerve and was like, look. Yeah. yeah. It didn't really change. It got worse. It, it was it, happening like it, every, at least every 30 minutes, if not sooner. Yeah, whereas before it was wrong. like every hour. Where so, there, there was no change. So he just was The toilet gods obsessed decided to fuck with me for an entire <laughs> month and ruin my sanity. And finally... <laughs> Finally, the stars aligned yesterday, and I made the big commitment of buying $20 worth of replacement parts instead of $6 worth of replacement parts. It was a hard leap. It was a leap of faith right there. And spent an hour as opposed to five minutes and fixed that cock-sucking piece of shit toilet. 
and it no longer runs. Yeah, but now I don't know what to do. It's so quiet. I swear to God, if you fuck that <laughs> toilet up. <laughs> there were so many moments where I was oh just God. like, I'm taking a fucking hammer to this. I thought you were going to. We're done with this toilet. You're shitting in a hole now. <laughs> we are finished. I hate everything about this toilet. I want to blow up the entire house surrounding the toilet and then just walk away and be like, what? motherfucker i I had some suggestions of just turning off the water in there and not using it using the other ones and then you thought at one point the lid might be a culprit so i'm like fine leave the lid off it's fine like i was trying so hard i thought i thought toilet was gonna go boom i thought you were gonna lose it it was very touch or uh, hit or miss there were it was real touchy there for quite a while several weeks where that toilet was on thin ice and was about to fucking get murdered. It was fun because when you'd hear it go off, you would see like the anger rise oh, in you. And you're in like, the oh. middle of the night, it would wake me up in the middle of the night. I would be laying in bed and suddenly I would hear it fucking run, like laughing in like in the distance. <laughs> Fuck you, Krang. <laughs> I would get so scared when I heard it, depending on the mood we're at. I'm like, oh my God, did he hear it? Is it going to piss him off? Is he going to lose it? Is this where he goes and tips you can go the back toilet and, over? You can go back and listen to like the last four episodes of the podcast and you can hear it. <laughs> Because I had to tune it out while I was editing as well. Like, not only when we would record episodes, but also when I would go back and edit the episodes. Motherfucking toilet running in the background. So, literally, I had to turn off a part of my brain. Otherwise, it was going to explode. The toilet was going to be demolished. Like, literally, the house was close to being burned down because of the goddamn toilet. Thank God you fixed it. Yes. Yeah. And literally, it took $20 and... Maybe 45 minutes worth of work. It was not difficult. But it brought up something as I was thinking about it. Oh, it brought up. No, what did it bring up? I'm interested. Besides in anger, going. hate, and rage, and vengefulness of toilets and porcelain. Um, I was thinking about all the different things in my life that um, I do. All the different like skill sets that I have that... Like I'm a jack of trades, right? Like it's a, it's called a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, yeah. Um, but I was thinking about that. I was thinking about like adults, and oh. rather than I wanted to talk about it with you, babe, and rather okay. than thinking about it in the sense of like man or woman or things that are typically male oriented things or you know whatever the case may be. Okay. Because <clears throat> remember how we talked about how we just kind of wanted. Separate people. from that dichotomy and just people, people, right? I was like, I fixed a furnace. Don't forget that. Exactly. So people. So mm-hmm. what are some things that you have had to learn to do in order to take care of business that you necessarily were never taught, that you necessarily aren't that like interested in, but just shit that you had to learn on the fly in order to take care of business? Fix a furnace. Keep our family from freezing to death. Yeah, that was I last totally winter. Fixed a, yeah. Um, I would like to say fix a dishwasher, but I broke the dishwasher. I like it was the dishwasher needed a fix and then I finished it. So you had to get another dishwasher. Well, the, the, so that the dishwasher count. needed to be fixed. I learned how to get your husband to buy you a new dishwasher. Exactly. Bam. You nailed that. Nobody can teach you that shit. <laughs> um, let's see. I don't know. What have I? I'm suddenly feeling very small um when we fixed the wiring in the camry that was a big help on that yes. i had a lot of things that came up yeah. my suggestions were good 
Well, God damn it. There's lots. You're okay. just not thinking of them. I, I can't be because I know that there's things that like cook a meal I'm not very good at. That hasn't really come to fruition yet, but I feel like I've taken care of some things. You definitely have. I just, as Shit. I was. Shit. <laughs> I'm going to start like writing them down and be like, hey, listeners, this is what I did today that was worthwhile. Well, as I was thinking about it, like so many people, uh, hmm. when I went to Home Depot, yesterday or whenever it was that I picked up the replacement parts for the toilet. Literally, babe. Literally. 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 As I was walking in, uh-huh. I saw our plumber. I saw the guy that we've had come over and do oh, plumbing work for we us. We didn't have the right tools. You didn't have the right tools. So we literally as I was walking in, I see the plumber guy and it flashes in my head. I'm like, fuck, just have him come fix your fucking toilet so you don't have to play this game anymore. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, it's okay. I can do this one. Yes, and you did. <clears throat> but there's so many people in the world. Do not fault the people that call the plumber. I'm not faulting the people that call the plumber. I fixed the furnace because we couldn't afford otherwise. Well, that's the thing. That it wasn't like I chose to just figure it out myself. <laughs> it's like, we don't have money and we're going to freeze. So. That's what dawned on me was oftentimes poor people, because we're poor, we have to figure shit out and yes. make it work because otherwise it we don't have the money to get yeah. it done. So you had to fix the furnace. Mm-hmm. I was gone. I was traveling. The furnace literally stopped was, working. Uh, knock on wood. It's fucking fine now. Knock on wood. I did a damn good job. You did do a damn good However, job. However, I did have, like, I had people that were kind enough to, like, nobody came over. I did it. Mm-hmm. But I had people that were kind enough to share the information that I wasn't afraid to ask. And YouTube. And I had people that were very compassionate about this is the information i have i won't like i will share this information with you so it was a team effort however you did it i did it you did it i took it apart i did all the things but i don't think rich people do that i think rich people just fucking get shit fixed yeah by people and pay them to come do it so i was thinking about like i'm a plumber Uh right i can fix toilets (laughs) Mm -hmm. i could even install a toilet if i needed to Mm -hmm. Uh, i've never done it i'm trying to think maybe i've done it i don't know but I can do things like that. Yeah. Um, I'm a mechanic. I can change the oil in our cars. Mm-hmm. I can replace spark plugs. I can Modulators? do uh, your pointing. No, I'm trying to show the window up and down thing that you oh, fixed. Oh, yeah. And I the lock. The dismantle, lock thingy. Dismantle uh, internal. Com- I can I'm do... clearly a mechanic of a lock thingy. <laughs> <laughs> I can do mechanical things to some degree, right? Yeah. Um, I'm also a... Like, I wish I was more of a carpenter slash, uh, like... You and me both. Woodworking guy kind of guy. I wish I could... Like, I wish I was a sheet rocker. You did good. You did Mm. so good. You had some help, but you did so good. But there's lots of little things like that that uh, I've had to learn over the course of my life. And the the ones that I rattled off are stereotypically more masculine. Mm -hmm. But then I was thinking, like, uh, I had to figure out fucking child rearing, like on the fly for some to some extent right yeah and that one's typically more uh feminine even though we're separating ourselves from those labels uh but like i had to figure out not that we no longer identify we're just saying things aren't black and white yes yeah it's just people people but i had to figure out how to raise children and not just like be a parent and raise children but things like caring for babies and uh stuff that's usually you know, but that was all real instinctual for me as well. But all these little things that over the course of my life, I've had to 
pick up and learn as a way of like, I don't want to say survival, but kind of survival. I mean, I think about the toilet and the, I mean, the toilet's not really an example of survival, but it kind of is, you know, having the plumber come fix to, fixing yeah, it. Yeah, because our other bathrooms, you know, we weren't going to be okay. <laughs> that was our... <laughs> we do live in a house with It was definitely bathrooms. life or death, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Uh, but it's, it's, it's interesting, right, um, when I thought about it, because... I'm not a plumber. I'm not a mechanic. I'm not a, um, like what other kind of, like I can. What about electrician? Oh yeah. I yeah. can do some electrical work Our around the work house. Fine. Um, but I'm not any of those things. I am just me. You're a tinkerer. I'm a dude. <gasps> you're, you're, you're a tinker dude. I was going to say a tinkerbell, but you're a tinker dude. Tinkerbell. You're a tinker dude. <laughs> I'll be a tinkerbell. Let me tinkerbell. I don't know. I definitely have had stuff that has come up. That, you know, like, I guess, I guess I get to throw a, a learned how to raise, you know, care for children and babies because, you know, humanity and all. Um, but I think one that is actually a survival thing, like our own survival, is how to not get yourself murdered when you live in a house of teenage girls. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely picked that shit up on the fly. Like, <laughs> nobody showed us. They just sat back and watched. They're like, haha. Like, your mom didn't know. I feel like my mom set me up. She's like, good luck. Yeah, my mom didn't know. Yeah. So, I, I think, you know, we've survived so far. So, I think we had to pick that up on the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of. <laughs> and keep the little brother alive. Keep the little <laughs> Like, we learned that shit on the fly. That was a, very much a survival instinct. What else do you got? Can you think of anything else that you have had to pick up over the oh, course no, of your life? Oh, no, this is definitely like how to make sure that men know how wonderful they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got nothing. I know there's so much. I know there's things, but there's also like I'm not sure how much of it has been survival things that I need. I've been actually pretty lucky with things. You know, I can say, oh, I've learned how to shut off my emotions in a traumatic experience. So that's my survival. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, I've been pretty lucky. And then there are things that I have learned over sheer stubbornness. Like, uh uh-uh, I will do that myself. I will figure this out. Nobody's going to show me. I will make this happen. And then sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we get a new dishwasher. Sometimes we get a new dishwasher. Sometimes you finish putting the dryer door back on because, (laughs) you know, things happen, right? We work together. Yes, we are a team. The car, the lights, that was a team effort kind of thing. Like there's also things that I can see people. I learned to not know everything also. Like when you can see somebody trying to do something and you can see kind of the situation, like the little alteration that needs to be made and sometimes just not. That's a massive not saying skill that anything, you have developed just in the them. course of our relationship. I can think of a few, but I'm just not going to name them. There's so many so. <laughs> of those circumstances where I am in the zone working, and if anybody gets in my way, then they're going to end up like the toilet did. <laughs> Fixed and running like a champ. <laughs> um, no, there's another thing. Okay. The This is also going back to, like, you talked about shutting off emotions and way of coping with trauma and things like that. That was my survival technique. Uh, I had it. I lived. I think you and I both developed the survival technique of being able to read people really, really well Yeah. as a way to um, interpret whether or not we were safe in, in a moment or in an experience or in, in our environment at the time. And how to behave towards that person if you were not safe to stay safe. Yes. Yep. 
And that is totally a survival mechanism that is developed in early childhood for traumatic childhoods yeah. and experiences. So am I supposed to be grateful for that? I'm like, yeah, thanks for that technique I now have. I like it. I wish I did not have to have it. Well, so I like, I'm maybe a little bitter about that. I'm like, fuck you very much. <laughs> fuck you very much. It's a good, it's a good skill set to have. Yeah. Um, it is. I know. It's not a good skill set to need. Correct. Yeah. There you go. But at the same time, like our ability to read a situation, to read people, right? Yeah. To know when Positives. things are going to go south. Mm-hmm. And remove ourselves from those uh, situations and those environments and things like okay. that. Okay. I'm bringing um, in the positive. There's lots. I'm being, I'm there's lots of positive grateful. things. And uh, yeah. Okay. So this will tell you how much that is difficult for me and how quickly I will get out of a situation. Like we're talking about trauma a little bit and I'm checking out and I'm noticing that the middle of the bed, the design kind of looks like a vulva. I'm like, look at that. We sleep under a vagina every night. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> see it? I Can you see it. it now? Have you seen it before? Uh, I don't think so. See, that became my focal point in an uncomfortable uncom- conversation. I'm like, are you going to take a picture? I am. Should I move it? You got it. We'll so, take a picture of the comforter that well, we sleep under every night. From that, it, you got to see it from this angle because we're coming at it from the side. It's pretty. It is pretty. So you're going to have to, so they can... We'll if they have to them... tilt their heads, they're not going to get it. So you're going to have to tilt. They might. We'll I don't just know. let them use their imagination. Okay. You all know, know what one looks like. So get creative. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, yeah. Unless our young listeners. Did everybody oh God, see recently no what YouTube did? No. I told you about that. You, you said they did something and I was like, okay. So we have and a YouTube channel on. for the podcast and all of our uh, episodes get uploaded mm. there. And they recently changed yes, some of their... I don't even know what they would call them, like their user agreements or just some of the rules and regulations for YouTube. And all videos now have to have the designation of whether or not they're like kid safe or kid approved. Yes. In a sense. So and these are not. No, these are not. Yeah. So if you're a child listening to this podcast. You checked the wrong box. I'm going to tell your mom. <laughs> and we're talking about the vagina blanket that we sleep under. Oh, God. You probably don't know what one looks like unless you're a girl. And then maybe even then Kate, you quit don't. talking to the young listeners. It's weird. You guys are not supposed to be listening. This is good information and all, and you'll get there, but not Turn the podcast go. off. Oh, yeah. We say the bad words. We say all the bad words. Should we say them all right now? No. Now I'm scared <laughs> that there's little ones listening and I don't want to talk anymore. I had another good question for you. I love you. Go play in the dirt. It's good for you. What? Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Take a deep breath. Oh, wait. Big question for uh, me. Hold no, on. Let it, the fear set in. Okay. <laughs> let me get totally ready to either fight, flight, or freeze. <laughs> okay, good. I'm activated. Go. <laughs> You're cute. Um, have you ever thought about writing a book? Oh, yeah. I've started several. Tell oh, me. No. I just... That. Tell me what they're about. I don't remember. You're so full of shit. I will tell you about my first one. Okay. Um, my very first one. And, and this is how I do things. Okay. This is how my brain works, which is why I've never completed anything along those lines. My very first one was an assignment that we had to write a little, like a page on something Christmassy. And it was like a report, but of our own creation. And I used to get a Christmas bear, you know, the Christmas bears you see, like for those of us that have Walmart and stuff. Um, I used to get a Christmas bear every Christmas and I loved it. The Christmas bears and for a while I carry it just like fell apart 
because, you know, I drop things. That happens. Sometimes I'm just lucky to get out of bed for the day, and that's okay. Sometimes I don't get out of bed. I Well, I don't mean drop things literally. I mean um, shut down and failed. I, I fail. I fail to keep things going at times when, I don't know, emotions suck sometimes. I feel like I'm talking really fast. Yeah, I don't know down. how to slow down. Tell us about this book. Uh, so it was a simple assignment, but I decided to do it like I brought my Christmas bears to life. And so I gave them each their individual personalities and go and I started and it wasn't enough for a page because it just lit up in me. And so I just like old, I just typed and typed and typed and typed on this computer, not a typewriter. Um, but it was just like, maybe it wasn't elementary then. It feels like it was elementary. It was like Oregon Trail, kind of like computery, you know, some, our young listeners now have no idea what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, back so in the eighties. Um, and then I remember asking the teacher, I'm like, I want to finish it. So I can't, you know, I don't want to turn in just one. Is it okay if I finish it? And then I'll turn it in. And she said, yes, which meant I could go as much as I want. So there were so many, I had like, I think this is probably the biggest one that I ever did. There were so many chapters, but it took too long. And then I started stressing about turning it in because I couldn't do it till it was completed. End of the story. I never finished it and never turned it in the assignment because it was never done. So bam, that's how I do it. That's a great Not Christmas book, though. It was cute. It would have yeah. been cute. I, I, I'm almost kind of settled. Like, I wonder what I would have wrote. Like, Let's if I could rekindle go. it, baby. I don't know where it's... It's on it's the old dog. It's It's there. Okay, well, I will do some full moon, like, second night of full moon rituals tonight and see if I can clear it out and bring it forward. That's such a That's cool a idea. <laughs> it's not there. It's gone. That's cool, though. Yeah. So that was my first attempt. And that's like elementary. It's yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. What else? What else? Yeah. That's that's all I'm going to say. Have you ever thought about writing like your, I don't know if it's biography or autobiography. Okay, that's weird. That's the last thing that I started. And then I stopped. And I also wrote on there how it was amazing that it was July of 18. It might have been 2018. Okay. Shut up. July of 1803. (laughs) Let me. It was because I wrote on there that I had this idea I was going to do it. It was going to be my journey. And I started writing it. And then I put in there that how I, um, I procrastinate and how cool it was that I had the thought and I didn't procrastinate it, that I started going and I like started typing and then I get to when I write, it's like when I journal, like if I'm texting you or writing a note, I don't, I don't have a need for detail. But in fact, it's almost impossible for me to get a lot of detail. It's like, I am fine. How are you? It's almost robotic. I do better at times than others. But when I'm like journaling, I, that's one of the reasons I hate to journal because I feel like every single detail needs to be in there. The descriptions are and then it just takes forever. And then something that I wanted to sit down and write out a paragraph of thoughts is like six pages in. And you don't even know what the point is because I wrote so much. Um, anyway, so I was getting into detail on thing and so proud of myself for following through because this time was going to be different. I was going to follow through and not procrastinate. And that's where I left it. Was it in journal form or were you typing? I don't remember. You do remember. I do remember, but I'm not giving oh, you any other... Goodness breadcrumbs to follow i don't need them i can no. see them all no you can't yes, i can it. i feel you like you're so in love i can see the inside of your brain okay and so it's beautiful so uh why don't we go and turn it to you even though i already know the answer 
What about your you writing? You think you know the answer. Okay, let's see if I'm wrong. No, the reason I bring it up is because I was chatting with my friend uh, last week, this week. Yeah. And um, he's thinking about... Hi, friend. <laughs> he's thinking about writing a book. Does he know Barb? Uh, he does know Barb. He's ah. a big fan of Barb's. Um, but then I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, I wonder how many people have that urge to write something. And not just like... But to write a book, to write a novel, right? To, and Sorry. what is that? What is that driving force? You think of telling stories and writing things down, and why do we have it? And because yes, I've written. What's yours? We'll finish. Well, I've written like, a lot. I've written things over the years. I used to love to write in uh, English back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd get those assignments for the paper or whatever we had to write, and I would just tell stories. I would just write big long narratives and big stories and my um, English teacher was super cool about just grading them as they were rather than the fact that it had nothing to do with the assignment that was given and um yeah I've fucked around with I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna write this I'm gonna write that it's gonna be my story um do you remember when I was thinking about writing like uh my experience as a police officer and kind of the story of becoming a police officer and those stories and things like that and what cops really deal with and what it was like. and I remember, and I can remember about all of the stories, all of your writings that you have started that you've let me read. And I probably remember some of the stuff that you don't even remember. I guarantee so, you do. Uh, yeah, I love it. I love your expressiveness. What do you think is the, what's your reason for wanting to do that? Um, Mine is... There's like, I can think of a, a child and the creative juices that I loved to flow out. Cause when you're a kid, you still, you're creative. You, you know, you haven't learned all the way yet to be shut down and that you're not. So you still have all those creative things. And I liked, I also liked the fantasy land. It was also a disconnect cause I could go there and that's how I am with reading. If I get like, really, I go to that place and I am no longer in my room or wherever. Um, but I think mine is a, a need to pull the stuff out of me and get it out. And that's the way that it can come out. But then there's fear of exposure. Like if somebody reads it, they're going to know and they're going to use it against me. So that kind of fear, but um, pull it out to be seen, even though that's terrifying. And um, the thought that maybe somebody out there is as lost in the exact same way as that I am. And if they read it, maybe they won't feel so alone. However, they never get to read it. Well, we do this podcast for that. (gasps) There you go. Christmas bears are real. Because <laughs> you expose a lot on this podcast. I do that. Thank for you for that. For people to uh, relate to and hear. And they do. Yeah, maybe. We get lots of feedback on how impactful these mm. episodes of this show are. There's so much more. I just haven't said it yet. There is so much dun, more. Dun, dun. How much more do you think we're going to reveal? Um, I think shit's coming out. <laughs> Talking about toilets, right? <laughs> um. I feel like not in 2019. I don't know. There's part of me that feels like I'm going to be an open book because the more I let out, the more free I feel. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if anybody's listening or not. It doesn't matter if anybody resonates or not. It's cool if it happens. But just saying it out loud and saying it out loud where there's the potential to be heard, where it's not hiding, is very traumatizingly liberating scary as shit but that's how you take a breath yeah so yeah i think i'm gonna i think everything's gonna come out 
one I way agree. or the other. I agree. One day. Yeah, one day. One day it's all not coming. Not today. <laughs> Don't even like think it's going to be at the end of the episode. This is not a, you know, a hook line. It is not happening right now. I loved when, uh, whenever it was last year, two years ago, I don't remember when it was, <clears throat> when you were like, why don't you just write? Because <clears throat> I was in the space of getting stuck trying to tell these stories about being a police officer. And mm-hmm. um, some of them were like, not some of them, all of them were actual accounts of things that were go- that had gone on and things that I had experienced and I was getting bogged down like in the minutia of it, of trying to write about it and describe it. And I also found myself writing them almost like I would write the reports for the events that used to happen. Because everything that you used to do as a police officer had to be documented. And so the reports sounded a very specific way of like on 12, 13 of 2019 at approximately 2,200 hours, I arrived at 454 East, 100 West. And uh, upon stepping out of my vehicle, I heard three loud um, uh, booms that sounded like gunshots. And from my experience, I believed them to be a rifle uh, of an assault weapon type style rifle. I immediately all those yeah I'm like I was like do I stop you or let you go <laughs> what's happening are we <laughs> so that's the uh, type of writing that a report would sound like so I found myself stuck in the minutia of that and trying to write it from a narrative perspective and telling <clears throat> the story of those experiences and it was getting really bogged down and then you're like why don't you just write like you can just write fiction and I'm like I can just write fiction. And then you remember the story that I started. Yes, I do. I love that story. I love that story too. And I still remember where you left off. And I'm like, what the fuck happens? <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah. So I started to just write a a, a fiction story of stuff. And um, I loved it. We got like maybe two or three chapters into it. And I had... Someone. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Anyways. Um, I think so, yeah. I'll probably go back to that one day. Yeah, that'd be so cool. You know, probably write some more things there. Uh, but I, for me, I think writing is that creative process. I love sitting down and just flowing with words and letting those thoughts create and tell the story as it comes. Um, but I also think there's, for me, a part of it that's like, see me, see me, see me, validate me, validate me, validate me. And I'm worthy. I'm worth something. Yeah. Um, you know, I will, I will carry on even after I'm gone. If I have a, a book or a novel or something for people to, uh, um, you know, it's just all for me. Like, so, well, you are podcast. Exactly. Yeah. It's out there. It's digital. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's digital. <laughs> it's been uploaded into the collective consciousness. Right. It's out there. I'm pretty sure that it's already being shot through the universe and it's on well, its way. To it is the school. podcast for the universe. <gasps> See, damn. Look at that. That's yep. like we planned that. But that was good. Somebody planned that. <laughs> um, I, I always wanted to be famous, though. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's part of like, oh, I'm going to write a book or oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I always wanted to be famous. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. There's probably some sort of like psychological reason behind that. And, you know, being the youngest and not being seen and all those kind of things. But uh, I always wanted to be famous. And for a long time... I convinced myself that it wasn't a matter of I want it like it. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. Like it's not impossible. It's it's not only possible, but that's the trajectory that like, yeah, that is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. 
And sometimes I still think that. Like every now and then that thing pops into my head of like, oh yeah, you're totally going to be famous still. Like it's just a matter of time. It just didn't happen when you thought it was going to happen, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. And it's totally still going to happen. But as I've grown, because I'm a grown man, obviously, because I fix toilets. (laughs) But um, as I've grown, I've realized that yeah, I still can connect to that part of me that's like a kid and wants to be an actor and wants to be a celebrity and wants to be famous. Um, But fame has nothing to do with it, right? It has to do more with like the part of me that still thinks that I'm going to be famous one day isn't because I want to be famous and I I want to be seen by so many people and I want to be validated by so many people. Like it's the part of me that knows you and I at some point are going to be living a life of, I mean, we are already. We're going to call people to come fix our toilets. <laughs> it's not Lord a matter of we're going to call people we, to come fix our have, toilets. Like, but we're going to know. We're going to have people like to call the people. Like we're going to have I'm our cabin kidding. in Montana. Yeah. And we're going to have land. Montana? And we're going to have. That's where you decided? Well, that's where the cabin is, but that's okay. not where we live all the time. Yeah. That's just where the cabin is with the horses and the huskies and the mountains and the pond and the big porch. Um, but that's what it is. It's like, eventually I'm going to go now. (laughs) Sorry. Eventually, (laughs) eventually the life will, um, get to that point that in my mind is the point that you get to when you're suddenly a celebrity and you're famous. And so it's less about the fame and celebrity did them celebrity them and more about eventually my life's going to get to that point. And the truth and the honesty is it really kind of already is there. Yeah. I just am slowly recognizing it more and more and more. So you think you need to be famous and in the spotlight to make enough money to get to the mountains and blend in with nature. So you need to be in the spotlight to be secluded? <laughs> That's right. No, silly. <laughs> I think I just analyzed you. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the money. Yeah. You know, it's about what the uh, what, f- what freedom will come when we have the money. But the fact is, we don't have money right now, yeah. but I feel freer than I ever have oh, before. Me too. We have enough. We have more than enough. Yeah, like our bills are getting paid. We're doing all right. Yeah, there's some there's some stressors. We're not always sure how that plate we're. Yeah, it's more than enough. Like, you know, it could be better. It's a little hard. And there's some... Like, could be worse. There's some things that aren't exactly going as planned and as maybe creating a little bit of a trench, but we're doing great. We are doing great. We're doing great. great. And that's the part that I want to focus on. It's not, oh, I need to be famous any longer because I don't care. I really mm-hmm. don't care. Excuse me. <clears throat> and then the freedom that comes with fame, even though you t- listen to famous people and celebrities talk and they're not, you know, they're miserable and shitty and they're isolated and they're alone and all that kind of bullshit too. Uh, Ooh, it's so hard to be famous. Um, (laughs) But uh, you and I are already in the midst of living the life that we want to live. And so often people don't get to that until a certain point in their life or perhaps never. Yeah. But it really feels like you and I are living the life that we want to live. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Me too. Are we stopping? No, we're not stopping. I have something else. You have something else? Matt, you are on it. It was yesterday. Yesterday. What was the um? Is the, oh the name of that movie is just yesterday? It, it's not just yesterday. It's yesterday. Yesterday, go see yesterday. that movie, folks. It's a great movie. You uh, had a little similarity there with your mom trying to find out the movie about the piano. Shut up. It was awesome. 
So yesterday, guess what the movie was called? The piano. <laughs> good job, babe. Or was it? Go ahead and read your piano. notes. No, no, that was good. I can't wait for you to go back and listen to what just happened there. Okay. <laughs> so th- I found this thing on social media. It was on Instagram, um, yes. somebody's account. I forgot. And, I'm excited. Uh, it's just this picture that has a bunch of different quotes. But the idea behind it is there's so many quotes that we, um, is it, I'm trying to remember. Let me tell you what I remember. Oh, okay. So the idea behind it is these are things that would be told to men. These are uh, sayings and quotes that would be told to men and then, or to boys, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be a man, this is what men are supposed to be. Uh, how to be a good man, how to be a good man, all these kind of different things. And they just flipped everything to where it's, uh, instead of men, it's boys or or girls, it's girls or women. So it's reversed and I fucking love it. It makes me, uh, it makes my brain hurt trying to read some of them. A real woman can handle a strong man. A weak woman will say he has an attitude. So like if this was for the boy, a real man can handle a strong woman. A weak man will say she's a bitch. These aren't like mic dropping things, babe. I'm just waiting. Like you're looking at me for this response. I'm like, I'm just. (laughs) Bam. Mic drops. You read better ones yesterday. I'm ready for the good ones that you read. A real woman can't stand seeing her man hurt. She's careful with her decisions and actions, so she never has to be responsible for his pain. Yeah, that pretty much happens, though. So women pretty much do that. But so they, they listened. So keep going. A real man can't stand seeing his woman hurt. He's careful with his decisions and actions, so he never has to be responsible for her pain. Okay, so... I, I got the flip. Thank you. I'm just saying, yes, women do. Th- read the good ones. You're reading the ones that are like, there's also the smart ass in me that says that's why men are narcissistic and don't take responsibility for anything. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Women are just as narcissistic. I was just trying to make a joke. A real man doesn't need you. He wants you. And if you start slacking, he can be content without you. Give me your phone. Hold on. I'm going to find the ones that you read that were like profound. You're finding the ones that are like, fuck you, women. Yeah, women have already been in that space. Let me see your phone. Hold on. Here's another one. No, you're sucking at this. Go ahead. Read that. I was getting to the ones. Were you? I couldn't remember. Go ahead and read it. That was obvious. (laughs) I couldn't remember which ones I read to you yesterday. Oh, it's only one thing? I thought it was like a whole page. No, it's just that picture with those quotes. What's the upper left-hand corner one? I think That's you like that one. That's the one I was going to read. And this one was like, oh my goodness. Like, every woman has two opinions. Either stand up and be the woman he needs you to be, or sit the fuck down so we can see the woman standing behind you. And to that, no? To that, um, I also say, like, if to boys and girls, stand up and be the woman or the man or the person you are, and if they don't like that, they're going to like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like this is so, I don't like any of these being said to boys or to girls. Right. I hate them all. It, it's just. The, the, that, the part of that one that okay, is like. Here's one that is good. Okay. Sorry. Teacher. And it goes the same, but it's also, I think the, the genders should be wiped from it and it should be people. So the idea is, it says teach your daughter to respect men. She's watching. She's waiting. She'll listen. Yes teach um your children your your children to respect people 
they're watching, they're waiting, they'll listen. Like that, when you say that, that's beautiful. But also teach them to respect themselves. So I hate the one that you read uh, first that is uh, sit the fuck down. Sit the fuck down. Well, here's the thing to that. I don't like any of it, but there is the thing of um, property mm-hmm. is where even though I don't really like you, maybe, um, maybe I don't love you and maybe I'm looking for something better. I don't want anybody else to come in because it's property. It's collection thing that you do have some of the personalities like that. So that one hit as in you can let people go, you know, you can let people go. And if you are just using them to make you feel better in that moment while you're really searching for what's real, fucking don't. But so I kind of liked the harshness of that one just because, but not for the men and women, but just in as a release of people, like don't collect people, share emotions, but don't collect people. I hate this one. You don't just mm-hmm. catch a guy like him. If you are uh, lucky enough to have him, it's because he lets you remember that. Why are we saying any of these to any Fucking of hate our, that one. I kids. hate the idea that girls are like the concept behind like any of that is just shitty and reverse, right? If this was to a boy, you don't just catch don't a woman see. like her. If you are lucky enough to have her, because it's because garbage. she let you. Like, fuck off, right? bitch. It, there's, you didn't fucking let me do shit, dick. right? Fuck off, dick. I'm a fucking good fuck guy. Dick, and like, you didn't let me. Like, I hate all of those things. Yeah. I don't know. It is such people are property. Everyone else is a prize and you are worthless is what it's saying all over. So we're Everything. doing a terrible job of just talking about people instead of men and women. You brought up the men. Like, hello. <laughs> but this makes me think about like the the message that oftentimes I think good men get, right? So if you're raised up by some narcissistic, masochistic fucking piece of shit dude that treats women like garbage, then this doesn't necessarily apply to you because you're probably going to learn those type of behaviors maybe. and actions. Or maybe you saw exactly the way you did not want to go. Maybe you saw your mother or your sisters being treated horribly and you made that decision right there that you were never going to be that kind of person. Correct. Thank you. But what I'm talking about is like just normal everyday growing up in society if you're kind of exposed to things as a boy and as a young man as a woman young girl <clears throat> i'm sorry i thought I we were doing a, people we are doing people but this is bringing up some men men women stuff that okay i want to express i'm listening um the idea that somehow we should just be eternally grateful that women acknowledge us or that we should be lucky enough to have a woman by our side or don't fuck this up you're gonna fuck this up and she's gonna leave you if you're a piece of shit or if you do this wrong or if you say this wrong right that somehow it's completely like the like there's two things either you're good and you get a woman or you're bad and you lose that woman and it's completely up to her right nobody should have that responsibility the woman shouldn't carry the weight and the burden of that and it's so asinine for the man to think that oh my god i can't do anything wrong otherwise she's not going to love me anymore she's going to hate me she's going to leave me that's what some of these i think are saying in a sense where um I'm scared now. I upset you. What did you, what do you feel? No, I'm just trying really hard to listen. Okay. Keep, keep going. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, believe me. Yes. I understand what you were saying. So I'm just trying to listen from your perspective. (laughs) Well, what is your perspective? Like how, 
I, I'm glad that you realize that this is upsetting. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you realize that that is not something that men should feel and be told. I'm glad you realize it's upsetting because this is how women have lived the entire fucking time. And by the way, not only can you not do anything to upset, but you better have everything ready for them. You better not age. You better always want sex. You better never get fat. You better do all these things and be ready at any time. I'm just going to get me a girlfriend and that'll be fine. Like all of these things. And if that's your agreement's fine, whatever. But we're we're going off of the stereotypical stereotypical one so it is the exact same so men are allowed to at least age and change but be good and women are not like how many men are going and getting facial pills and face like get yes it happens but i'm sorry are there any surgeries to lift a man's balls back up into a decent area no but you have any kind of surgery you want for a woman's breast to get it back to where it looks youthful without anything. They haven't even thought about maybe, hmm, let's, let's check out a ball sack and see if maybe that needs to be lifted or made bigger. No, no like fuck off. It's a sign of superiority when your balls swing low <laughs> and they wobble to and fro. Like some cultures, women are with many goats. Right? <laughs> so that I, I don't. I feel bad that I had to interject my opinion because you're feeling that and you should feel it because it's bullshit. Men should not be subjected to they have to be good enough or they're going to be left because they're not worthy. But we've been there for a really, really long time. And women now really only it hasn't been that long since we've had the freedom to even divorce. Like they could do pretty much whatever they want because divorce was worse. It was either not granted, which some religions still make it fucking, you know, like have to get. Anyways, another tangent, but a woman being able to be granted a divorce now is something that hasn't always been there. And I'm sorry, I just heard that I could hear myself better. So I haven't been talking into the mic very well. Um, so that's, that's kind of like, it's like, I'm so glad that you're upset by it because it needs to change for everybody. This is a people thing, but then I have a little bit of a voice in me that's like, yeah, Welcome to the world. I'm glad you can see it. I think it's, it's, it's been, hard I, to... I think in some degree it's been this way for men for a really long time too, dear. <clears throat> okay. Think about the stories uh, that have been told of like the noble man, the, mm-hmm. the, the knight in shining armor, the, the, do you know what I mean? Those mm-hmm. stories, those tales, those myths that have been told over and over and over again, mm-hmm. they influence culture and society in the way that we view things and the way that things become a standard or a stereotype. The most loved stories are the man from the wrong side of the tracks and the wealthy, privileged girl that somehow falls. But this but this little one has to prove himself because he's not good enough. You have to be suit. You have to be corporate. I agree completely. Men have had the story beaten down from a long time. They don't want the shit shoveler. They don't want the stable boy. They want the knight, the prince, the king. Yeah. I agree. <clears throat> it's both. And it and it's it is both and it's silly. It is. So like what would be the new story for people rather than men or women? Because the fact Who is Who do you love? Yeah. Who do you love? <laughs> <laughs> what does it matter what they do? It doesn't matter what they do, but I'm sitting here thinking about like how would we articulate it today as opposed to like, son, you better uh, treat the treat your woman right and do this and that for her and show her respect and or else she'll leave you or don't do this or don't do We've that. We've never said anything garbage like that. Well, that's a wonderful thing, right? Treat your woman right, but treat people right. Show respect. But no, you better do this or that. 
Like the way you were describing, you have to be. I know we haven't, but society does. I think we've done a good job with like, you have to, you know, be kind, respect who she is. But we've also really instilled that they also have to respect who you are. And it's not do things your way and you do things their way, but honor where you're at. I think we've done a better job. Like, I think we've done a better job with Asher than we have with the girls. Yeah. It's because we're better parents because we learned a lot from them girls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I think the important part for me is like respect everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And also freedom to be not just who you are and be yourself, but also the freedom to make mistakes. Yes. The freedom to mess up, the freedom to say the wrong thing or to even do the thing that you know is wrong. And make the mistake. All of those things are totally okay. And there is redemption. There is forgiveness. There is compassion. There is acceptance of uh, mistakes that all humans make, not just men or women. Yes. And if you make a mistake, it doesn't suddenly mean that you're going to lose the love of your life or the woman that you, uh, you know, that relationship that you have or whatever the case may be. So you don't have to live up to some standard, whether you're a woman or a man or however you identify. You don't have to live up to any standard that is placed from the outside world. You get to live up to the standards that you agree in your life and your relationships and the people that you surround yourself with. Like you and I have plenty of agreements that you and I have made some verbally, some outwardly, some sit down at the table, we're going to come up with a solution. But I think we have a lot of implied agreements as well that we just agree upon. Yeah. And we meet those. And when we don't, and when we make mistakes, and when we falter, we can still love one another, and we can still be compassionate, and we can still move through spaces together as opposed to well, now everything's in jeopardy and you're a piece of shit man or way to go, baby, you totally screwed up and I'm no longer going to, you know, uphold my end of the bargain or whatever the case may be. What do you think? I think that is a beautiful thing, but I think it is a very far end of the spectrum. And I think um, that also can be um, manipulated and twisted while it's beautiful. And I love it. And I love that we do that. We allow each other to be people, but that can also be, yeah, I made a mistake. What? I'm sorry. Forgive me. And I'll do it again and do it again and do it again. That also opens up the door to, you don't have to worry about being left. If you make mistakes, that opens up the door to abuse, which is not acceptable. That it's also the freedom to say, I'm not garbage. If I make a mistake, But then there are, you have to be okay with being left too. Oh God, this is so important. And I'm getting pissed off that I cannot get the words. And you just picked up your phone and it irritated me. I'm like, listen to me when I talk. I know it is so hard. Okay. I'm also like really close to like, it is a full moon and like, I don't know what's an acceptable term. I don't know. Like, whatever, my period, all right? It's coming. <laughs> it's not So coming. I've got, like, it's going to be here today or tomorrow. Like, we are in the height of, like, destruction. So, and a full moon, and you picked up your phone, and I was like, motherfucker. I was listening. <laughs> it's okay, I still love you, but God damn it, I'm talking. Give me your attention. Don't think about what you're saying next. Um, <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> it's okay. It's a good thing. He's safe, everybody. <laughs> um, What's that? I hear the toilet. I have to go fix it now. Okay. <laughs> 
you are not entitled to forgiveness for everything. You are entitled to self-forgiveness. You get to forgive yourself and you get to move on. And for that to have the weight that you are now shame, you are allowed to heal. You are allowed to do things differently. The people around you may not be there or they may be. So to, you should be around somebody that allows you to make mistakes because you are human. And if you are not allowed to make mistakes, then that's not a healthy relationship. But every person is different and everybody needs to decide what's right for them on that and be open to changing your mind because you will have people that are terrified to make any mistake that have been very traumatized. And that is a scary situation that they're garbage. They can't make any mistake. They are afraid to move through everything. So there needs to be balance there. And then you have people that feel like they don't really need to make mistakes, that any issue that they do wrong that affects somebody else is all on them and they need to figure out how to deal with it. So it comes to that middle ground. Yes, be able to make mistakes. Yes, be willing to learn from mistakes. Yes, forgive yourself. Yes, forgive others. But within what feels right for you, and there are, it's different for everybody on what feels right for you. And I I get nervous about saying this should be the standard because who the fuck says? And what's right for you changes, allow it to change. Maybe this was your situation, this was right for you, and then you change and it's no longer right for you. That is okay. You do not owe the other person. And vice versa. This is going for men and women. This is complete people. Because I do not sit in a world where men are the monsters and women are the victims. Is that the more common? Absolutely. But it does not mean that there is not the opposite side. Like right now, full moon and period coming, like Craig's in danger. Like this could switch. <laughs> like I hold my power. I'm about ready to go look at the toilet and go, tink, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know, so, so that's kind of, that's kind of upsetting to me. I think that sets a standard of, there was, there was a thing, let's see if I can get it right. Never make yourself small or lay down. Like never make yourself small for anyone because, oh God, I'm so going to ruin this. Never, it's a sense of never make yourself small, never lay down for anyone because when they walk out on you, you still won't be flat enough for them. They'll be upset that you're not flat enough. So be yourself. Don't be overbearing and like take other people out, but be unapologetically you. I there you go. I love it. Yeah. Did I, did I get there? You did wonderful. I ramble. Be unapologetically you. Live out loud. Hmm. I love you, baby. <laughs> Podcast over. After that rant? It was beautiful. It was perfect. People toned, zoomed, like, what is the word? Tone, tuned out. That's no. the word. Words are fun. Don't. Be, uh, oh, I just self. Okay. Be unapologetically Thank you. you, Stephanie. Thank you for listening to my thoughts. Absolutely. Peace out. Bitches. <laughs> oh wait big question for me uh, hold no, on let it, the fear set in okay <laughs> let me get totally ready to either fight flight or freeze <laughs> okay good i'm activated go i feel you like you're so in love i can see the inside of your brain i'm maybe a little bitter about that i'm like fuck you very much fuck <laughs> <laughs> so. you very much I'm like, look at that. We sleep under a vagina every night. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>